0: So let's get started. Um, the the uh, The so can tell us here in I'm gonna go through. the title for tonight is Desiring Ghosts. So I want to go through the pasuk in the end of in the end of Bereshis, then go to Shemites. The Pasuk told us, parak mem hey pasuk hey, that Yosef is telling brothers, v'ato al teyotzivu, don't be upset, don't be angry, that at yourselves because you sold me here, kila why? Really, the reality is that there's a, still a famine. There's going to be a famine for a significant per- period of time more, another five years. So, really, the reason I was sent here is some sent me early in order to be able to provide for you, in order to be able to sustain you and prepare a place so that when the time comes that it is difficult. Um, the, the land of Canaan, there's no food. So he sent me ahead of time a sort of the refluor before the mind. Therefore, don't be upset. Don't be angry at yourselves. This was done in order to ensure your own survival. And Yeshua says to the brothers, de beretz Gashin, and you're going to reside in the land of Gashen, and you'll be close to me. You, your children, your whole families, all the animals. Again, another five years of famine. Maybe if I don't sustain you, what can happen, God forbid, is something very terrible, given how how bad this famine is going to be. This is the reason, ostensibly, for why the brothers are supposed to go down to Egypt. Yasef is telling the brothers to come down to Egypt and stay here in order to be able to avoid the, the difficulty that is being presented by this family. But technically, it was unnecessary. The brothers could have survived without coming down to Mitzrayim. The brothers didn't need to come down to Mitzrayim in order to survive. The Yosef could have supported them remotely. The, by definition, now that they knew who he was, and now there was no issues of him hiding himself, so they could have could have sent uh, uh, caravans with food to sustain them assuming that that somehow wouldn't work maybe in egypt they you know there had to be kyc to make sure the caravans weren't taken as contraband and used in inappropriate places so the brothers could have come back down every year or whatever it was to make a trip to come and get the food so there was no need for yasef's speech yasef's whole speech the reason you're going to come down to mitzrayim is because of the fact that there's a famine. That's why I was sent here. And so then you're going to come and reside near me. I'm going to live together. And I'm going to sustain you because another five years of bad famine. That clearly seems like overkill. You want to say that? Don't be upset that you sent me here because Hashem sent me here to be able to go ahead of you and provide for you. For seder. So that's why I'm here. That's why I am the one in charge. I am providing for you in Mitzrayim, and you're remote. You're staying in the land of Israel. You don't have to be in Mitzrayim in order for me to be telling you the speech that Hashem sent me ahead of you in order to be able to provide you. I can provide you while I'm here and you're there. The the, the point is, Yesev says two things, one of which seems unnecessary. The part about him being sent ahead of, to be able to sustain them makes sense, but the part about him are going to have them reside near him because there's another five years of famine. Where does the reason follow the the cause? The cause is separate. The cause could be, presumably, there's a famine. So we'll sustain you. We'll figure out how to sustain you, how to get the caravans to you. Maybe you come down from time to time. This is fundamentally point number one. Point number two. When When Yaakov hears that Yosef is alive, so Yaakov says he's going to go down to Mitzrayim. And pasuk mem tells us. So Yaakov believes now the story. Says Yaakov Avinu, oh I'm so excited my son Yosef is still alive I'm going to go down to see him Yaakov is not going down to Egypt in order to be able to be sustained for the famine Yaakov is going down to Egypt in order to be able to see his son one more time before he passes away that's the reason he's going down to Mitzvah it has nothing to do with famine it has everything to do with again having the chance, in order to be able to see his son. Hashem's message, Hashem's message to Yaakov, Hashem uh, comes to Yaakov after Yaakov already decided he's going down to see the Yaakov decides he's going to go down. He's giving the mm-hmm. shir in person. And He's going to go down to see Yisheb. And he goes. And on his way down, he gets to the bear Shav. And Hashem comes to him and appears to him. And Hashem says to him, So what do we see here in this What we're seeing here in this psalm is that Yaakov already Yaakov already had decided perhaps Yaakov assumed that when he's going to go and do all the tarbanas, maybe he'll have a prophetic vision, maybe he won't. We're not clear. But what is clear from the psalm is that Yaakov decided he's going to go down. He's going to go down to go see his son. He He said himself when he heard that Yaakov was alive, I have to go see him before I'm I'm no longer here. And the passage tells us and he goes down to 'er and then he starts to shack. So Yaakov already decided he's going down to Mitzrayim he wants to see Yaakov. This is not with God's permission. This is not with God's command. This is Yaakov's personal filial desire to see his son. That's the reason he's going down to Mitzrayim. It has nothing to do with the famine and it has nothing to do with what Hashem says. So if that's the case, then he is in um, uh, Be'er Shavah. He shucks all these karbonas. Perhaps that's his sort of heichetimta, how he gets visions. It's not clear, but he has a vision. At that point when he has the vision, Hashem tells him a story. Hashem says to him, listen, don't be scared of going down to Mitzrayim. Was Yaakov scared of going down to Mitzrayim? Wait, what part of being scared were we told? They weren't told anything. But Hashem says, don't be scared. And he says to Gadol, I'm going to make you into a great nation there. By Hashem saying, I'm going to make you into a great nation there, what is Hashem effectively saying? Hashem is effectively telling Yaakov, you're not just going to say Shalom Aleikam to Yasif who you haven't seen in 17 years. You're going for a longer time. More than that, we're going to ignore the long roundabout about what this means in terms of anthropomorphic language and uncles and Marnabuch and all of that. God, as it were, whatever it means, is going to go down with you to Egypt. And I'm going to take you back. What do you mean I'm going to bring you back? I'm going to bring you back up. So Hashem is telling Yaakov, you're not just going to see Yosef. You're going to stay there because Yosef is going to be the one who closes your eyes upon your death. So you, Yaakov, you think you went down just to say, Shalom Aleichem to Yasef, you haven't seen him in so long, and obviously he can't leave because he's the king. Number two, he can't just walk out and come to see you. So you're going to go see him. Okay? But you said, I just want to see Yasef before I die. No, no, no. You're going to stay there until you die. That's number one we see. And number two, we see that the Jewish people are going to become a great nation. And number three... We see that the Jewish people aren't going to leave until Hashem takes them out. I will take them out. I will bring them back. They will be a great nation. I'm going to go down with you, but I'm going to be taking them out. So what we're seeing now is a decision on the part of Yaakov that is entirely overrun. It is entirely eclipsed by the vision that he then has. But the nevuah that he then has essentially takes his reason ostensibly. I'm going to go see Yaseb before I die and Machavek with that reason. That's no longer relevant. You should know, Yaakov, you think you're going down for one thing, but there's actually something much more fundamental, much more foundational to the order of the Jewish people that's happening here. You're going to be coming to a great nation. You're not going to be leaving until I take uh, uh, until you pass away. is going to um, be closing your eyes and your children's children, children, etc., They're not leaving until I take them out. So now, now that we see this, we know that the going down to Egypt becomes something very different. The going down to Egypt all of a sudden becomes something fundamentally different. It wasn't just simply Yaakov going down to see his son, and it wasn't the brothers going down in order to be able to sustain their families. Now, I think it's fair to say that Yaakov... And his family were aware of the Brisbane of Basarrum. I think it's fair to suggest that they knew this was the Gi of the. Everyone knew Zayda Avram had had a vision. And in his vision, he had a record had a, 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 a revelation. and the revelation was They knew that Avram had been told by that your children will be servants, will be slaves in a, in a land that is not theirs, and they will be oppressed for 400 years. Now, admittedly, admittedly, it doesn't tell them which country. Who is the one who's going to be enslaving them? It doesn't tell us that. It didn't, it didn't inform Avram of that. It just says, I don't know if they're also going to... Uh, and get into trouble for having enslaved them. They're going to go out with, you know, a lot of success. You should know that you, Abraham, will die. So there's got to be a time, this period of 400 years, equals to a doruvi, a fourth generation. We don't know what's the first generation. Is the first generation happening? We don't know what the fourth generation is. It's unknown. But the Darvi, whatever that fourth generation is, they'll return here. Why? Because the sins of the Amorites are not fulfilled, not completed until then. What this is telling us then is that the axes of the Jewish people returning back to the land of Israel, returning back to Canaan, doesn't depend simply on the Jewish people. It doesn't depend simply on the mistreatment, the maltreatment that they're going to have in the land that's going to be ill-treated for 400 years. It also depends on the on the y-axis, right? It also depends on the on the indigenous Canaanite people, the Amorites, who are living in the land of Canaan. They are not going to be spit out of the land until their amount of sins reaches a place where they're no longer entitled to be living there either. Like the pasuk tells us, the pasuk at the end, the pasuk says that Hashem is warning the Jewish people. You should keep all the laws, and you should keep all the the that I'm telling you here, especially all these laws in relation to intimacy in these areas. Why? Because the indigenous people living in this land they don't adhere to these kinds of of, of rules relation to intimacy, and they've they've made the land impure. The land spits out. The land spits out the people that don't behave. The land spits out those that are not acting appropriately within it. So the same way that the people who are living here right now have not behaved appropriately, they're getting spit out. So too, you, if you don't behave appropriately, you will get spit out. So therefore, we now see that the time of the Jewish people in the land of Mitzrayim depends on two axes. It depends both on the servitude that is now given a timeline 400 years, although we're not told which country is going to enslave them, we're told that it will be for 400 years, and we're also told a separate axis is in play, and that is the sin, the the the, the terrible actions that are being undertaken by the people living in the land of Canaan. That also has to reach a boil. If it doesn't reach a boil, then it will never be time for the Jewish people to come back. So those two things have to sort of work in tandem, that is, a certain amount of years have to be of enslavement, and a certain amount of sins of the part of the indigenous people. So we should assume that, at a minimum, this vision of Aramavinu, this of, of the Bishman of Sarim, was communicated down. Now, when Yaakov is saying, I'm going to go down to Mitzray, when Yosef is talking to the brothers about coming down to Mitzray, nobody is... Being to nobody is saying, "Oh, this is going to be." No one's saying that. No one's connecting the vision of Avram to the to the to the specific issues that they're dealing with at that time, which is a to the famine and b the lack of seeing his son Yaakov's lack of seeing his son for the last, you know, twenty two years. So. On these two on these two um, uh, uh, directions of Yaakov wanting to see his son and Yosef wanting to engineer a situation where the brothers would have sustenance, it is now trumped by Akharaj vision to Yaakov. Akharaj Baruch now coming to Yaakov, telling Yaakov, listen up, um, Yaakov, that you should now understand that this going down to Egypt, you shouldn't be afraid because you're going to become a great nation here. What do you mean I'm going to become a great nation here? I, I've heard that this this idea of become of becoming a, a a nation because we 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 already heard that that how I know this is going to happen all this dream that you're going to be this great nation it's going to all happen over a period of four hundred years um, as a, a slave enslaved people in in a country so when Yaakov is not having his vision that Hashem is coming to him and saying time don't be afraid. To go down to Egypt, we understand why he might be afraid. Because he would be afraid if this is gonna be the place that is gonna be enslaving the Jews, there's a good reason not to be afraid. Being afraid because of the fact that it's a very terrible situation that's gonna that was predicted. The 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 the, the revelation to Abraham Avinu was not at all pleasant, it was warning of a terrible situation. So now that might explain why Av- Yaakov should be scared and why Hashem is telling, Listen, don't be nervous. You're going to become a great nation there. And this would also explain why Yaakov understands that I am going, Hashem is telling Yaakov, I am going to take you out. Because remember what it said in Avram's vision, right? That the Gavasagashi, etc that HaKadosh Baruch is going to be the one who is predicting this situation of the Jewish people leaving and they're going to become great, etc. So now it makes sense why Hashem is the one saying, I'm going to be the one who takes you out. That is, even though it's not explicitly tying the vision of Yaakov to the vision of Avram, it wouldn't be far-fetched, it seems to me, to suggest that Yaakov and Vinu, when hearing this vision, recognizes that he's not merely going down to Mitzrayim to see his son, and the brothers are not merely going down to Mitzrayim to be able to sustain their families and their livestock. No, they're going down to Mitzrayim for a third reason, and that reason is fundamental to realizing the vision of becoming a great nation that was given to Avram Avinu, where it was predestined that they were having to go down to Egypt. Assuming that this is correct, perhaps it is fair to say that Yaakov kept this to himself and did not communicate this to his family. Perhaps not. We know that uh, we, when we have a situation of a navi, navi receives a prophecy is not necessarily something he can share with anybody else. It's only a famous, frame. It's not a vision that he can be shared. Again, that could have very well been with regards to the prophecy of Avram Avino and the Briskan of army. It's not clear, but on the other hand, it could be that Avram did sh- did share with his family, it could be that Yaakov did share with his children. We'll leave that on the side because it's not it's not clear to that you can prove it either way. But what is clear, if we go down to Parak Menzai, is that when the brothers come down to Mitzrayim, so Yasef says that, you know, I'm going to bring you some of you to Paray, and is going to ask you what you do. And they start, and think, you should tell Paray that you're on shame. Make of course, because we point out before the brothers don't listen to the right sign. What actually are the words that they use to Paray? They say to Parai, we came to reside temporarily. Like, remember what the vision was to have Ramavinum? He gave Yezaracha. We came to soldier. We came to be strangers. We're not here to live. We're not here to to become settlers. We're not here to to become permanent citizens. We're here just Lagur. We're here for a short time. Lagur Baritzvaneh. Why? He a miracle. I shall have a death. He Uh Baritz. He chaverah Baritz Because the the fem is very strong. Baritz Kana. Just as an aside, as I pointed out before in the with the two by which I don't want to get into now, this was a second slap in Paris' face. Right? The first slap was that they said they're Anche, instead of saying they're Anche Mikros, because they the to command, they say they're right side. And that's why I want to make the argument that power doesn't even countenance of, it doesn't give them a response. And therefore they keep on talking. And the Pari's is alluding to this by saying by or a second time, even though Power didn't respond, they were both talking to him because he had already turned away his face. He was not dealing with them. But here they're giving him a slap. Birds, we're here, just lagur. there's not enough pasture land for our sheep. We're not here for ourselves. We were fine. We would manage. We have no issue. You know why we're here? We feel bad. Our poor animals, that's why we're here. That's why we came down to the We're not here for ourselves. We're here for our sheep. So you're basically taking the hospitality of Parai, that he's letting you in, your whole family, to reside, and you're saying, look, I'm not here for me. No, you're not getting a thank you. are only here for my animal. So the brothers say, they're here, Lagur. They're here only for a short period of time. And of course, Parai's response to yes, if he ignores the brothers. He says, listen, Yeshef Eretz Gershin, so, Power uses a lotion of Yeshiva, not a lotion of ger, a lotion of Gur. He's using a lotion of, of residing there, stay there, um, give them the best land, give them the, the good land, which turns out to be Eretz gosh the land of Ramses. This is the land that um, uh, uh, is, is somehow close enough to Yeshiva, but far enough away. Because remember, and for its so it has to be some distance, some yeah, closeness. Um, and that is the perfect place that they found. Should note that. We say in the agada, right? The Pasid tells us the the uh, the way the pasik is quoted in the agadah from here is quoted incorrectly, right? And in the in the gears of the agada, but I think it's the, the the normative gears that we find that god it says that right and we know the yakav didn't go down to Mitzrayim to stay there, just Logosham. That's gonna be there for a short period of time. it's so what does this mean? only came with like uh did not come with the Only the proof is my All right. What is that mean with Yagad? That wasn't Yaakov, that was the brothers. So fundamentally that's a mis- that's a misquote. In fact, if you look at the Raman, was coming to Mat at the end the Ram has his version of the Agada. So over there, the Rabbim doesn't say it differently. The Rabbim says, doesn't say Yaakov. It's not a Varden Yaakov. It's a Varden the brothers, number one. Number two, Yaakov didn't come over. He came for whatever the period it was until he would pass away. Because Hashem had told him. So Yaakov was coming for whatever that period of time is. That's number two. So what does that mean? Is that longer or is that not longer? Number three, if Yaakov communicated to his son this vision that he's just heard—that the I'm going to take them out. So I, when am I going to take them out? It could be hundreds of years from now. So that's the lugor, or that's a yeshiva. You're not longer for hundreds of years. By definition, you're not longer for hundreds of years. There is, I want to point that one fantastically interesting uh, 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 side note. If you look at the very end, the last took him in there, and in, in, it's a. a, a tangential point, but, but maybe Yosef was a shtickle like this. Look at the very end of Paris Vayechi. The Pesach tells us the very end of Paris Vayechi that, that, that Yosef says to the brothers that he wants them to He says, I want you to take me out of this. Take me out of this place. Um, and um, if you look uh, earlier in Vay-chi, uh when um, when uh, when he was introducing his sons to ya- to Yaakov, who seems not to know who they are. So so um, so uh, Yasef says in um uh, Parakhmamkess, so Pasik Tess, the So Yesuf, the eagle leader vision, the one who's been there for so long, the one who's been Mamash can becomes the number two and all that, he refers to the term as a Z, right? Um uh, it sort of reminds me always of like in Paris when 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 is um, is uh, is upset? You know that that Lovin has tricked, tricked him and given him, you know, the the wrong girl. He says, "What are you doing? I so so Lovin says, "No, he right, and that's why the daughters are so upset.' Where is that like it but for yase Egypt is a Z. It's a this. It's a nothing. It's not a. But my point that I want to make is that the Pazic is telling us that the brothers went down to Mitzrayim ostensibly telling Power, we're only here long. We're not here for a long time. So, what does that mean in terms of the vision that Yaakov saw? Yaakov saw a vision where he's going to be there for for his uh, duration of the remainder of his life. Whatever life he has left, he's going to be there. And not just that i think that that this is a show that Yaakov understands that his family is going to be there for a considerable amount of time presumably able to connect this to the idea that this has to be something to do with egypt although of course in that vision hashem doesn't say they're going to make servitude hashem is just saying altiram narrative time don't be scared why would he be scared yes it's number two in egypt what's well, the reason to be scared the only reason to be scared is presumably because this might be the fulfillment of Abraham's vision. So if Yaakov is telling this to the brothers and they're now understanding that they're not leaving until, you, until Hashem is going to take them out, so what does it mean longer? What do you mean you're only here longer? You're only here to, to be a sojourner, to be here for a short time? You're not here to be for a short time. The vision was 200 years. Let's, let's move on. So the the Pusik, the very last passing in Paris, you guys? Plus, tells us by Yisro, Yisro of Eretz Yisroah, Eretz Goyish, by Yochazubah, by Yifru, by Yibum Oy. As we pointed out last week, the R' Chaim says that this Yisro is not a kasha of Yaakov in Yisro because this is not going on the 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 person of Yaakov. It's going on the family, the Bnei Yisro. It's going on the 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 family of Yaakov Avinu. By Yisro, Yisro of Eretz Yisroah, Eretz Goyish, by Yochazubah, by Yifru, that they had made an Achuzah there. And they became incredibly successful, says the Kliyakar. This passing is the Ashma of the Bneis, So This passing is a failing of the Jewish people. They were meant to be gay. Then they just tell Power guards Banu. And yet, in the very lifetime of Yakubin, Yaqabin has not passed away. in it's the middle of the 17 years of Yaakov living in the tribe. They are ready by they they They're ready by Yesheaving no more, no more logged. That logger is gone; it's out the window. There's no more longer This wasn't what they had told Par initially. They're only here for a sword soldier. not because they need anything. Of course, not. There. They don't need. They don't need to come to Mitzrayim. It's for their animals. Their animals can't be sustained. It's never for that. Poor animals. The for is the reason that they're in Mitzrayim. So in the end, they don't want to leave. They don't want to leave Mitzrayim. They are totally Mitzrayim. And as we know, there's so in Mitzrayim that that even. I want to say that many people died because they didn't want to leave the Mitzrayim. And even when they went into the desert, even after all the miracles and 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 all the makkas and the piyasiams and I've seen and all that, they're always still, they're always remembering, oh, the, 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 the sirah buster, all the incredible foods that they had in Mitzrayim, everything, Nittna Rosh, Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim was the place. So this idea Says the Kliyakar is what they say but all good intentions. All good intentions, they usually end up nowhere. The brothers, maybe they were saying, in other words, on the side that they didn't know about, the Nabu didn't share with them. So you say, okay, he didn't share with them. So they're saying, Bashik the Logor. That's so all we have only here, Logor for the famine. Zarah al can't move the animals, whatever. Okay. But if they knew, now so how do you say Logor? So if they knew, they could still say longer because I'm going maybe for 400 years, but I'm always going to go with the mindset of a like, gear. Yeah, I'm never going to go be Kea. And like, well, good intentions. Yes, that's what you really wanted, but soon forgotten. And they are now having big achiza in the land. This is the approach of the Kliyakar. And this would explain this would explain the end of Parsh The end of Parsh Vayichi is very, very impossible to understand. Yaakov, let's say you know the famine is over. According to Kazal, the famine was over, Mamash after two years, right? Because Yaakov Vavinu was now here. Okay. But you don't want to leave Yaakov as too old. You don't want to take and make the journey. Okay. But now Yaakov passes away. And you're bringing him back. You're bringing him back to the land of Israel to in order to bury him. The Pazik says, then Yezif had to ask permission. He's number two in Egypt. He has to ask permission. He can't just walk away. He's going to leave the country. You know, he's running the whole country. Remember that Yehsef had taken over and the end of the had taken over the whole country for Egypt it became very much a, a, a totalitarian state where Power owned all the land, except for the Quran and Masakran, So Yehsef is an incredibly important person. He's basically taking an opportunity to leverage the famine into making Pharaoh the richest, you know, the richest continent of his day. And... Now Yaakov passed away. Now Yaakov had said before he passed away, Yaakov had said that he wants to be buried in the land of Canaan. He had told us to Yosef, and he had told us to the brothers. Everybody knows that this is what Yaakov wants. And Yaakov had said to um, to the brothers, <inaudible> By its sabo Isa, Yaakov commanded all the brothers, I want to be buried back. What's this the command for Yaisa? It was a command for everybody. Now, it is true that earlier in Peregrine Zion, Yaakov had already told Yaisa, Yaakov had already told Yaisa, listen, I'm going to die. And Hashem is going to be with you, and Hashem is going to take you back to Mitzrayim. That is to say, that Yaakov understood that they're not coming to live in Eretz Canaan, just because he passed. Yakov had said, Again, did Yaakov share his vision at this stage? We don't know. He comes to Hashem of Anak, right? Everything's going to happen to you. He doesn't tell them. We don't know if he told them or he didn't tell them. But this seems to me if, I should, if Yaakov is saying, Hashem is going to be with you. Hashem is going to return you back to the land of Canaan, then even if he didn't share the vision that it might be bad, it might be connected to Avram, it might be a sheep, but even if he didn't say anything like that, it still seems clear that Yaakov understands that they're not staying in Canaan. They're going to return back to Egypt, and Hashem is going to take them out. So that seems to be an acknowledgment of that, of Yaakov at least directly to Yaesub. And certainly Yaesub says the same. Yosef says to the brothers, then Hashem is going to you. The hell has going to take you out of this land. And Lord Hashem is And going to bring you back to the land of Canaan. And, and Yosef uh, made them swear that they're going to remember his bones and take his bones back to the land of Canaan. That means that Yosef understood that they're going to be staying in the tribe, that they're not leaving. But yet, how can we understand that the brothers, who do not necessarily need Yosef's uh, uh, permission to leave, they leave. The puzzle tells us to go bury their father. The entirety of the house of Yosef and the brothers and the house of the father, they left their children and they left the sheep. In Gershin, everybody else goes to Eretz Canaan to bury the dad. Why did they leave? Why did they leave over the, the kids? That's not necessarily for right now, but they all went back. Presumably, they could have brought back the kids. They're leaving the kids back is showing an intentionality that they intend to return, that they're not staying in Canaan. Why not? Why aren't they staying in Canaan? The famine's long over. Why aren't they going back? Why aren't they returning back to the land of Canaan? Yaakov hasn't told them to stay in the land of Mitzrayim. Yaakov told Yosef. Yaakov told Yosef. Nechimei, so nechimei, so Fine. So Yaakov told that to Yosef. But Yaakov didn't tell the brothers he had to stay in Mitzrayim. Why are the brothers not returning back? To the canada. they're already there. They're already buried. They're already in, in cover. They're already buried the payload. Why are they coming back to Eretz And it's not like they had a hobby when they're back. But family, you know, there's no more family. No, they left the kids there. They never had an intention to stay in Kanada, They never had an intention to stay in canada. They Left their assets, and left their kids back in Gaushen. Why? And the way that Klivoker is learning, this is a raya that, that you have good intentions. And everything gets sacrificed. On the altar of good intentions, lots of things are sacrificed. Yeah, you came, over, it's been, but within a Red lifetime, life in Egypt was fantastic. And remember that the Sheba, of the 400 years, whatever that 400 years, the Sheba was maximum, somewhere between the, the way the of say, Eilim says, somewhere between 86 and 116 years. That was the maximum amount of time of the Sheba that could have existed. Why? Because there was no Sheba for the time of. of, 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 of whenever the, any of the brothers were alive, right, there was nothing, there was no problems at that point in time. So, for the guard the reason that they stayed in the land of, of, of in the land of Gershon, and the reason they didn't go back to the land of Canaan permanently was because of the fact that they simply had no interest in reliving in Canaan as opposed to Egypt. At this stage, life was more fun Life was more enjoyable, life was more sustainable, life was more pleasant. In Egypt, So, this is what fundamentally happened according to one reading of these psukim. That's how. Um, uh, the Kleoka understands he's talking. However, the Archim has a different approach. The Archim says like this. Says the Archim, you know why the brothers went to the time? This is now Archim in Aleph, Aleph, and Shemaist. <speaking in Hebrew> you know what's going on here? You know what happened? The brothers wanted, the family wanted the words of Akaripoku. There was a shtar koy. There was a requirement to have a gola. There was a requirement for the Jewish people to be in exile. Why? That's not clear. The psukim don't tell us why that is something that is required. Certainly, exiles were required, right? Um, the pasuk tells us that after Adam and Chavasin, by Igorish as Hashem sent Adam away on a journey, a journey for eons of time. Uh, through all of humanity's life here on Earth, that's why Yigarsa Sod or Mankindsin. Hashem, the curse on Mankind was Na'vanotziyeh be'Oreitz, and Mankind says, "Hengei Rashedoisi me'Al Panei Adam and That was he was going on a journey. Hashem had told Avram to go on a journey lech, but it didn't seem like a curse. It seemed like it was an opportunity. And now we understand that, that there was going to be a journey for his people. Journeys, always going to be journeys, exiles, and hopefully exoduses. Says the Ar-Khain, you want to know why the brothers went down to Egypt? The brothers went down to Egypt, but that there's a requirement for the family to be in Golas. Says the and that and, and the reason he, the. the uh, his Hei but how he gets to this, is because he opens up as his Kedakar B'Kodesh a lot of different questions, which he does often. And the questions are, the beginning of Shemai seems very repetitious. Why do I have to tell you about the, the sons of Yaakov? Why do I have to tell you the seven people? Why do I need all this? We already know all this information. We already learned this in Paris Vayish. Yeah. What do I have to... Re- uh, in gracious in, in, in We already know. So why do I have to say all this again here? So as we mentioned before, this is on the shot level the way the Torah actually works right as we pointed out the Torah repeats the in, in the end of uh, Parshish Parshana about the story of Ahmed being or Khazdam and going Taharan we repeat that in a different way we repeat that in Parsh right we repeat the end of Parshish told us if going to farm we repeat that in Parshish Mayak. right the Torah repeats very often when it's starting a new subject in this case a new book the Torah can repeat itself and give you some context for understanding what is going to be followed. But for the archim, that's not a sufficient answer. And of course, Rashi's answer that it's going to show you the of the that's not that's not sufficient for the archaiim, the archim, the pshat here is really that we are trying to under, we are what well, we are gaining from this iteration and reiteration of the amount of sons and the, and the family, and all of their story and all of their deaths. What we are gaining over here, says the Arachayim, and the reason that the Elisha starts with above and et cetera, et cetera. But the Arachaim, you know the reason for that? The reason for that is because the brothers are willing to take on the Says the Arachayim. And here, he seems to go, um, with, again, with a medrash, um, against what would be the simple pshat. At the end of Parshat Islam, we learn the idea of Esav going to Edad. How was it that Esav went to Edom? The pasuk there told us in the end of Parshas Yisroki, "HaYarukhu Sham Rav," the loyachulah shavas yachdom, the elachelaretz pene Yaakov and Avke. That's what the pasuk tells us there about Yaakov and Esav. Now, what is that reminiscent of? That is literally a copy and paste of a pasuk that takes place in Parshas Lachmon. Here over there, by Ya by Avram and Light, the pasuk said, "HaYarukhu Sham Rav," the loyachulah shavas yachdom. The reason that Avram and Light separated was because that. They were two, each big, uh, uh, wealthy uh, uh, shepherds. They were big, wealthy, you know, uh, uh, landowners. They had a lot of stuff. And so the land was not big enough to sustain the most of them, but they had to separate. And the puzzle is using the exact language by Aesop and Yaakov, presumably because of the fact that Aesop and Yaakov were also very wealthy and they couldn't get on because they were getting in each other's way too much. So Aesop leaves and goes to Edwin, how that fits. With the beginning of the parish of Aishlaf, the right? The Edom that he's sending to uh to Edom. was already there in the beginning of Aishlach. How could that be that he um is leaving to in the end of Aishlach Is a fundamental question. The Ramban's famous answer is that maybe you know Aiseb had a summer house, right? Maybe he had two homes. So in the end, he was picking one home to be permanent. But but uh he had an initial home also in Edom. That could be potentially a thing. But again, the simple understanding there is that it's a repeat of the African language to tell you that they couldn't live together because Yakim and Esau were each big knocker. But that's not how the Arachim thinks The Aracham, in a sense, you know why Yakim and Esau separated? Because based upon a meddash, the meddash tells us because it was a starfight with Golas, and Esau knew that if he hung around, if he was part of this uh, um, tradition, part of Yitzchak's family part of Avram's prophetic vision at the Rizven of Sauron, then it would mean he would have to go into Goaz, and that was not something he was willing to do, so therefore he was Pana he turned his back on the vision and he went to go live elsewhere so that his future should not be tied to the future of the Jewish people. This is the approach of the Archaim to explain the end of Paras Yeshlach. and what the Archaim wants to do, that is, bring that into our center. Because in our Sedra, says the Arachayim, you want to know why we're counting these, them again? After we already counted everybody in Ba'igash, ba- who was willing to come to take on the goals. They knew where they were going. The Arachayim's understanding is that of course, everybody knew Abram's vision of the Brisbane of Sar, And everybody knew that Yaakov had a vision that Yaakov is saying that don't be scared going down from time because of course this is going to be a a fulfillment of Abraham's vision. And of course they have to stay in Mitzrayim. They have to stay in Mitzrayim because of the fact that Hashem says and even though they're going to be divorced away from their place of, of, of residence, from the place where they're most comfortable, they are nevertheless willing to take on the golos. That willingness to take on the golos that obviously contrasts greatly with Esau, with of course. But fundamentally, that is a tremendous milo. That is a tremendous kudos to the Jewish people. And that's why the Torah is repeating it here. The Torah is repeating it. Everybody in the whole family, everybody came down so you should understand how impressive it was that they were giving up their life, their way of life, to come to a, a, reside in a foreign land in order to fulfill the gizdera that Abraham had received in the Brisbane of Sarv from HaKadosh Baruch. Now, the archive acknowledges that not everybody was at the same exact level. Right? The archive acknowledges that not everybody was at the same exact level. There was differences. And with the the, the you can see the differences back in Vayigash. If you look in Vayigash, the Apostle told us, Bonov bono itoi, Right, uh, 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 says the Aruch Beautiful dear, on this point, he says, "What's the difference between itay and heavy itay?" Says the Archim. Some came with him, and some he had to bring with him. So bonav, this is the Aruch in va'yigash, bonav of bonav. What does that mean? Hey, bonav, bonav, bonav bonav. Um came with him to Mitzrayim says the Arachayim, what that means and that's two different dargus that's two different gradations of coming down to the Dolus. the Bonav and the B'nai Bonav the sons and the grandsons the sons of his sons they came with him they came to Mitzrayim says the Arachayim here in Shemais that's why there was no shiva during the times of the of the of the um, of the lives of Yaakov's sons. Why not the B'nai bonav? That's not the Ruchem doesn't answer that. But at least for the times of the bonav, there was no Gezerah, Says the Ur-Chem, maybe because they were willing to be soivol the the the, um, the, uh, the 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 goles, the 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 golas the shebud. So therefore, it was sort of like they took the sam, and therefore it became lighter on them. In fact. The that's how the Shibud went. It got worse and worse as it progressed. And so, therefore, when the Pasuk says, that's presumably the 70 people. And only then the Shibud really started. Because even the uh, even the, uh, the Banav of his Banav, even the son's sons, helped alleviate and ameliorate whatever that Shibud was, um, uh, would have been. So, again, for the Arakayan, the plus is telling us that there were gradations because what was the next word? The nice with regards to Yaakov's daughters. Again, who are his daughters? Again, it's the people of Igas and of the Ravah and Ezra and others. Did Yaakov have daughters? What does it mean? Daughters of plural. Then they have Daughter of Dina as far as we know. And who are the daughters? Maybe it include daughters-in-law. Maybe they include granddaughters. If they include granddaughters, then what does it mean? What did they have to say? Of nice, but up. The nice of nice, but up. And the daughters of his son. So, according to the according to the night of, the night spun the v'chol zarai, hevi vi'itai, Yaakov brought with him a bunch of people. Those people didn't come willingly, says the Archaim. The daughters, and the daughters of his sons, so his sons' sons came willingly, but his but his granddaughters did not come willingly, nor did his daughters, and also v'chol and any other sort of children, they didn't come willingly, Yaakov yeah, had to bring them with him therefore there were different gradations and different levels but Yaakov and his sons and his sons' sons, they willingly came to accept the Earl of the Shibut upon them this is the approach of the Arachim and the proof of the Arachim, which is an eisen proof proof the, 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 the Arachim in, in um, Vayigash the Arachayim has an unbelievable proof to make his point and he says like Let's look at the psukim there in the beginning of Parak Membo. The Pussy told us that Yaakov decides he's going to go down to Mitzray. He goes down to, he's going to go down to, uh, so he starts on the journey. I don't know exactly where he was living at the time, let's assume he was living in Hebron. So he has to go south, he goes to Be'er Sheva, and he's going to go across the desert and get in to Egypt. So he goes down to Be'er Sheva, and he shuts for brothers. And then Hashem comes and he did the whole vision already. After the vision, the prophet then tells us that the brothers, the children of Yaakov, carried Yaakov, their father, Best Tapamas Nash and Ba Goza Shashola Sisai. Uh on the wag is that Ya Yesabit said with Bika's and Ms. Rabusha, Masher Rakh, and they took all their possessions and they took all of their goods that they had with them in Erats Kanam, they have Mitsura they came to Mitsraite. Yaqab. Yaakab and his children with them. Again, the Arachai, this is not so clear. It's the next part that really makes it clear that it wasn't all exactly the same when they came with them. That is the Arachai in Veliga brilliant part, that is the Orachayim. Why is it that the Torah didn't tell us that the brothers took their sheep and their goats and all of the Rehushim back when it said when did the journey start? The journey started when they went to Bereshavim from wherever they were. They lived in Shem, they lived in Shev, wherever they lived. Why didn't it say that the journey started then? Why is it saying that Why is it saying that only after the after they're ready for Shema? Why didn't it say it before? Says the archaia. Because what happened initially? Omar King, the brothers were only going to accompany Yaakov on his journey. Are they also going to see Yaakov? The whole family I hadn't seen him in a long time. But Yaakov, according to the way that Archive is learning, Yaakov obviously shared the Nebuah. He, he did not keep it to himself. He shared the Nebuah with them. He masked him is asking that they're going to live there in to take it out. When they went initially, <coughs> it's true they went with all their stuff, obviously, right? Because by definition, they couldn't have traveled without their stuff. Their stuff wouldn't have been in So Obviously, they went with all their stuff. But the Torah only makes mention that they're going with all their stuff and bringing it all down after the vision as opposed to before the vision because something changed. Yaakov was planning to go down to Mitzrayim to see his son. Uh, As he said, um, I want to see him before I pass away, says Yaakov. The brothers are going down in order to sustain the family, get provision. Why didn't everybody have to come down? Not 100% clear why everybody has to go down, but maybe they all wanted to go see Yosef again. You no, know, they hadn't seen him in many years. Many of the family probably hadn't even met him. So everybody wants to go see the, the boy who would good. But, says the Rakhine, of Torah is making mention of it after the vision, because now they're all going for a fundamentally different reason. They're not going merely to see Yosef before he passed away. They're not merely going to be sustained by Yaseb or to Yaseb uh, uh, again, as the case may be. So no, they're going down to fulfill HaKadosh Baruch's words to Yaakov, which are a fulfillment of his words to Abram. And as such, they may be upon themselves the Earl of the Golos. And that is being iterated in Vaigash and reiterated here in Shemais, because we should understand that incredible aspect of being willing to be slave of Golos being willing to take on, in exile, a, a terrible, difficult life. This was a midah archive in the brothers and the family of Yaakov, as opposed to the family of Asa.